And we are live. Welcome back to another action-packed edition of the Another 71 podcast. Welcome to podcast number 98. Happy Monday to you. Today is Monday, August 23rd, 2021. As always, I'm your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas, by the grace of God and to the chagrin of many. We have an action-packed show for you. If you are a ninja and you are in the dojo chat, hello, post your questions and I will answer them. Starting things off with a couple of news items, uh, CPA exam score release is upon us. Today is August uh, 23rd and the target score release is August 24th, but usually that means that they... Uh, come out a day prior to that. So unless I'm mistaken, they <laughs> it's always been that way, but they changed it up. Uh, hope not, but it's, I just want to cover the, uh, the score release dates for you real quick from the, la from um, the second half of 2021. So essentially score release dates are August 20, August 24th, September 15th, October 12th, November 9th, November 23rd, December 16th, and then for those uh, last minute exams, January 11th, 2022, you can click the link below this video when it goes live for um, the whole, if you take your exam on or before this date, this is your target score release date, you can find that, all of that info in the link. I also wanted to pass on some news to you. So, according to NASBA, Prometric is rolling back mask guidance beginning September 1st. And so, this is stuff that you need to know. Uh, if you are testing, and according to NASBA, they say, and looking to launch the second phase of evolving test center policies, Prometric originally announced they would no longer require fully vaccinated individuals to wear masks in their global testing centers starting September 1st, 2021. However, with recent updated guidance and data from the WHO and the CDC, Prometric is pausing its mask rollback efforts and will continue to mandate everyone wear masks at their global test centers for the foreseeable future. So if you thought you were going to be able to sit in a testing center without a mask over your face, you will have to wait a little longer for that. And something else that is starting September 1st, uh, Prometric will no longer accept IDs that are more than 90 days expired. Um, they, will, they will continue to accept IDs that have expired within 90 days of the exam date <clears throat> for the interim. So make sure you have your valid ID. You should probably have that or make sure it's an updated valid ID. You should have that anyway. And just don't go to the testing center without your mask. <laughs> it's a new era of uh, exam day problems. Uh, you have to have your, N your NTS and your, well, your valid photo ID and your mask. All right, starting things off. In the dojo chat, Brandon says, I just finished taking my auditing exam on August 19th. I'm now moving on to FAR. 
Do you have any tips or advice for someone who really struggled with a previous topic and exam and now needs to pick back up <clears throat> into something different? All right, Brandon, while you're in the chat, let me know, do you mean that you previously struggled with FAR or you previously struggled with a different section and are worried about FAR? But I'm going to assume that you mean that you previously struggled with FAR and are now retaking it. Um, but I think my, my advice would be um, the same. Um, oh, okay, really struggled with auditing and I'm now concerned about struggling with FAR. Okay. Well, so there's, there's three reasons why people struggle. Um, or fail. One is not enough time spent studying. So um, I don't know if that's an issue. You should be studying 20 hours a week. And if you can't fit in 20 hours a week, then you need to follow the L plan early lunch late. Um, and then secondly is how you are studying. So if you're using like the old antiquated way of uh, video chapter one, questions chapter one, video chapter two, questions chapter two, that's an inefficient and I believe ineffective way of studying. The, the ninja method is, you know, nail the content, nail the concepts, intense notes, nonstop MCQ, uh, just rewrite your notes and then it all comes together. So um, if you're not currently using the ninja method and ninja has nothing to do with using ninja CPA review, um, it's really about how to, it's, it's how to effectively study for the exam. And of course you can use Ninja materials. That'd be great too, but, and you are, cause you're in the chat. Um, and so one thing I'll say is that just because you struggle with one section does not necessarily mean that you'll struggle with another section, even if you study the same way. Now, if you are identifying holes in your study game, then obviously you need to fix that. Uh, of course, it complicates things because your next exam is FAR. Everyone hates FAR. Um, but like if you if you struggled with BEC that we're taking regulation, then I would say, well, that's not necessarily a problem because um, I hated BEC, but I did really well in regulation because um, just tax law just clicks with my brain. But since you're moving too far, I would say you need to um, identify what your, some areas of improvement, if any, and then apply that to far, uh, take inventory of some of, the, of some of the mistakes that you made while you were studying. If you didn't get up in the morning, start doing that. If you didn't study at lunch, start doing that. Um, if you didn't um, rewrite your notes for auditing, start doing that. And so those are three ways that you um, can, if nothing else, reduce your exam day or your, your preparation anxiety. Marcos writes in the chat, hi, Jeff. I was in a battle with COVID and now I feel much better. My exam is next week, early September, BEC. I'm willing to, to study more than eight hours a day to make things work. I wanted to pass, not get a fancy score. Please help if there's any advice. Uh, and the question is about focusing on uh, sparring 
from Ninja. And actually, Marcos, your question was one of the one of my questions in the queue. Actually, your your question was: Is it possible to get a passing score in two weeks study time? My exam is early September. I'm willing to study more than eight hours a day uh, using Ninja and Surgeon. So I took some time actually, and I was breaking down the math of that. And if you can study eight hours a day um, over the next 14 days, that's 112 hours. Okay. And if you're studying 20 hours a week, that's the same as five and a half weeks. Now, just so happens we have a ninja study planner for four weeks and seven weeks. So it's, it's kind of right in the middle. And you're not in a position, if you can study eight, eight hours a day, it's not, it's not ideal, um, but you're willing to do it. And two weeks isn't ideal, but it's kind of your reality right now. And so I would just follow an accelerated version of the, um, of the, nin, of the ninja study planner. So it's kind of in between the four week and the seven week. And, um, I would do that. Just follow the, follow the ninja framework, the other concepts, intense notes, nonstop MCQ, just rewrite your notes and it all comes together. So couple of weeks on the other concepts, a couple of weeks on, um, you know, instead of two weeks for nonstop MCQ, maybe 10 days, instead of a week for re rewriting your notes, maybe four days, and then your final review always about seven days and uh, you'll be just fine. All right, question, and by the way, um, I'm glad your battle with COVID is over. I've been there myself and it was not fun. All right. Um, Tanisha says in the chat, what's the best way to use Surgent and Ninja? The best study strategy for FAR. Okay. Well, so my answer for Surgent and Ninja is really the same as supplementing for any course uh, plus Ninja. And so it's essentially, there's two paths. You're either, so in, in this case, you're using Surgent CPA review plus Ninja, or you can go Ninja only. There's two paths. So Surgent CPA review plus Ninja, you would, um, well, really two paths within the supplementing path. Uh, if this is your first time, then you nail the concepts with your Surgent videos, materials, and take intense notes of your Surgent materials. Then you, then you do your nonstop MCQ over your Surgent MCQ. Then you rewrite your Surgent notes of your videos plus your Surgent uh, MCQ notes that you took. And if you didn't take good notes and if you wanna rewrite the Ninja notes, that's fine. You can do that too, a lot of people do that. I would back up and say on day one, you start listening to the Ninja audio, you start reading the Ninja notes, you wanna to listen to the Ninja audio um, in my annoying voice as many times as possible. Uh, I promise I edit out all of the voice cracks, unlike my podcast. <clears throat> um, and so listen to the Ninja audio from day one as many times as possible, even if you don't, um, even, so, you know, whatever the chapter one is, um, if you, I forget, if you, um, if you haven't studied that in your surgeon materials yet, that's okay. It'll just click better when you're going through your surgeon materials. So listening to the Ninja audio as many times as possible on repeat, wherever you go, the gym, driving, Etc. Uh, read the ninja notes as many times as possible. 
So now we're back to the J phase, just rewrite your notes, either rewrite your, your surgeon notes or your ninja notes. Um, and then when, uh, where it all, it all comes together for a final review, instead of doing your surgeon MCQs. So in the final review, you pick your weakest topics and you work backwards. Uh, so you just drill into the blueprint, your weakest topics, you work from your work backwards from your weakest top weakest topic to your, to your, um, more stronger topics. In this case, you switch completely to Ninja MCQ because it's a different look at the materials, different analytics, different explanations, and it gives you a different look at the materials and it's a good review. So that's path one. If you, this is your first time through, this is a retake where it differentiates is on, um, so nail the concepts is, is the same, intense notes is the same. Non-sub MCQ, instead of using your surgeon MCQ, switch to Ninja MCQ, because if you're retaking an exam with one set of materials, you've likely already seen many of the questions uh, multiple times and are starting to memorize those. So switch, switch solely to Ninja MCQ, both for the non-sub MCQ phase and the uh, all comes together, the review phase. So that's, that's the path. And as far as, um, studying for FAR, just follow the Ninja framework, nail the concepts, intense notes, nonstop MCQ, just to write your notes, all comes together, follow the L framework, early lunch, late, get in your 20 hours. And, um, you know, for FAR, you have to know a little bit about everything. And we know what, what those bigger topics are going to be, bonds, leases, um, governmental accounting, inventory, revenue recognition, Etc. But just the process for studying for, for FAR is the same. Hope that's helpful. Draz, or is it Draz? Says, do you recommend skipping a section and coming back to it? I failed audit twice now and having a lot of problems, uh, trouble with this section. Yeah. Um, if you're struggling with auditing or any section, sometimes um, you just need a break, and it's really just more mental than anything and uh so take a break go jump into bec or wherever you think you can get a quick win and then come back to auditing and that's what i would do unless it's far <laughs> i would keep taking far as many times as possible until you pass it and then your 18 month window starts but you know if you're on your third take of far maybe you jump into bec or something else Jessica, Jessica in the dojo chat, one week out from regulation, trending between 76 and 83. Depending on when I do more MCQ, I did two mock exams yesterday. I got a 77% on Ninja, then decided to do one on Roger as I was scared. I was just memorizing the answers on Ninja. I got a 73% on Ninja. All right. Let's um, find that simulations are my weakness. That's also how I failed the first time with a 68 can you recommend what an ideal plan for these last few days should be? Are my scores sounding like they are okay? My borderline or could fail? Thank you so much. I think your scores are fine. Uh, I would focus more on, on your trending score than the mock exam score. Not a fan of mock exams. They don't really tell you much. I like the trending score a lot better because it's a weighted average um, of your most recent 250 questions. And it's kind of, it's kind of a real-time estimate of how you're doing. And as far as simulations, I'm a big fan of, uh, well, of the concept that 
um, simulations are an extension of the concepts that you have to know for the MTQ. Now, obviously you have to know how to do a simulation, which is why you need to do the AICPA sample test just to get a better look and feel for it. Um, let's see, where you so you're taking regulation. I would do maybe some corporate tax sims and individual tax sim, just, I don't know, maybe do five of them. And, um, you know, obviously simulations are 50% of your grade. Some people say you should just do a whole lot of them. I'm not in that camp. I can, I can, uh, you know, I can handle 70, 30 MCQ to Sims. I used to say 80, 20, but, um, I would focus more on the MCQ and make sure that there's, so yeah, you can, you can struggle with the Sims, but if there is an area in your, in your MCQ where you're weak, that's going to hurt you on exam day also. So make sure that you're strong and in the seventies at least um, on your MCQ. So hope that's helpful. All right, Lee in the chat. Hi, Jeff, I lost my auditing credit and I'm planning to retake it in about two weeks. What would you recommend for retaking it? Should I start from scratch? Yes, absolutely. I recommend, even if you scored a 74 last week, I would say start from scratch. And the reason is, is because you were at a 74 level um, on exam day. You're not at a 74 level now. Now, granted, there's going to be some areas where you're just already strong, but there are certain sections of every exam, and it's probably different for everyone, where like, anyway, let's say you're taking, you're taking FAR and you just cram all the uh, not-for-profit accounting stuff in your brain, governmental accounting, encumbrance accounting, just cram it all into your brain, just barf it all out uh, on exam day. Well, you're not there yet, or you're, you're, you're not there anymore. You need to go back to that point. So you, you do everything that you did to get that passing score for auditing. And then obviously you have the winning formula. Um, and um, now any lessons that you learned from, from passing the first time, like, hey, I really wish I would have rewritten my notes or hey, um, I really wish I would have done more questions heading into my exam day over X audit risk audit sampling, et cetera, then I would do that. But um, do everything that you did to pass, start from scratch. Um, Tanisha says, back in the chat, thanks, Jeff. I have to take audit in seven days. What do you recommend should be the ultimate study strategy using Surgent and Ninja. So that must be a follow-up question to, to your previous one. Um, if I didn't answer it, if you didn't, if I didn't answer it completely in my previous question, please um, follow up and let me know. Question in the chat, I'm finishing reading BEC. I failed twice. MCQs, would you recommend to take them in some order or one section at a time? Yeah, okay, <laughs> here we go. So um, 
and the reason why I went back to the the question Q is because I actually got out the old calculator and answered your question for you. So here we go. Roma writes in, I'm following your study method, retaking BEC. I failed horribly, 50 and 61. Finishing up taking notes this week, how would you recommend starting MCQs? On some days, do a certain section, for example, three days, econ, et cetera, mix them. How many numbers of MCQ? All right. So if you are studying BEC over seven weeks, I actually, I probably should have done this over five weeks because I think five weeks is a better time frame for BEC, but I have a seven, I don't actually have a five week study planner. So let's... <laughs> Let's say that you study seven weeks for BEC. That's fine. Seven weeks is 49 days. And I've actually never done this exercise before, so it was helpful. Uh, what does a Ninja framework look like spelled out over seven weeks? And so 49 days. So this is what I came up with. Uh, spend 21 days doing N and I in Ninja. So 21 days, nailing the concepts and intense notes. Okay, so nailing, nailing the concepts, that means if you're supplementing with Ninja and you have a big video course, uh, watch your big video course lectures and um, take notes. If you're going Ninja only, um, then either the Ninja book or Ninja sparring, 21 days over that. And so you know how many videos you need to get through, how many pages in the book to get through, you need to budget 21 days. So that's, that's 21 calendar days. If that's actually um, three weeks, so that's actually 15 study days, then budget accordingly. So but 21 days of nailing concepts and tense notes. And then 14 days, two weeks, uh, the second N, non-stop MCQ. So that's two weeks at 20 study hours per week. So that's 2,400 minutes. Now I broke it down. If you take three minutes, per question, which in study mode, I think that's reasonable. Three minutes per, per question in study mode, that means that you're taking like some quick notes. So some questions will take you one minute, some questions will take you four minutes. I just use three minutes. That's 800 questions <clears throat> or 57 per day. Now, if you take two minutes per question, that's a thousand questions, 71 questions per day. And that's, if you're like, Jeff, 800 questions isn't a lot for a prep. Well. In the all comes together, the final review, you'll be doing a lot more. So that's fine. Um, so that's what I would do there. And then seven days on J, which is just rewrite your notes, spend a week doing that, no more than a week. Um, and then seven days for all comes together, final review. And question, how would you do, how would you do the breakdown? I'm a big fan of breaking them down by topic. So you can break it down by, by blueprint section or blueprint subtopic. I'm not a fan of just doing like hitting go and let the software just punch you in the face. Um, I don't like that, even though you can with Ninja. Um, I'm a bigger fan of um, content specific exams or MCQ sessions. Hope that's helpful. Aperva, Aperva, sorry. Hi, Jeff. I like to use Just Ninja for regulation. I'm terrible with pronunciations. So, in what order do you recommend I go through the book, Spine Session and MCQs? I understand 
thinks best through the sparring sessions, could you please share some tips specific to regulation? Okay, so let's see. And there was another question about this as well. And I will combine them. Um, Amanda says, is it okay just to use the sparring lectures and not read the book? I have trouble staying focused while reading the book and often end up taking too many notes and the advice. And then Bupesh says, thank you for all your support. Can you please suggest if I can just do the sparring replays in the beginning or do I need to read the book? Do the sparring sessions cover all the topics or just important main topics? And Amanda is studying with Becker and Ninja and Bupesh is studying with <coughs> Ninja only. Three questions in one, all right. So here's the deal. Um, if you don't want to read the Ninja book, and I get it, uh, I think as far as books goes, it's pretty good. It's, some companies will just give you the phone book, like a phone book, CPA review deal, and <laughs> all the regs and regulations. And you have, to, I mean, it makes for a bigger book, right? Um, whereas when I came up with the Ninja book and edited it, I edited it as if I were reading it and just cut out a lot of the crap, a lot of the fluff. And um, it just focused solely on the concepts. It's still a big book. But if you don't, if you don't want to read the book, that's fine. We have the sparring lectures. And the sparring lectures, it's kind of a hybrid of a video course plus kind of like simulations because it's, it's we go through the MCQs and um, actually Ninja Mike does. And, and then we break it down um, in spreadsheets. So doing journal entries and covering it conceptually. So that's a long-winded way of saying or answering, can you supplement or substitute the Ninja book for the Ninja sparring? Absolutely. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. And um, we have covered all of the topics at least once since um, over a year ago when we started doing it, you know, four sessions, four sessions a week. We've covered a lot of material and we're actually going through the material again, second time through. And, and so uh, all of the topics have been covered. So yeah, you can, um, you can substitute the book for the sparring with nailing the concepts. I have four weeks to study for regulation, currently averaging 60% in the MCQs. And I'm just getting started working on the Sims. Any tips to pass would be helpful. Sure, I've used the Wiley test bank and purchased Ninja yesterday, but hasn't started using it. All right, four weeks out for regulation, averaging 60% in the MCQs. Um, so if you just started Ninja, you're likely not using the Ninja framework and you're... So you're probably using it the old way. Book one, or book chapter one, questions chapter one, book or videos chapter two, questions chapter two. I would switch over to the Ninja framework where you're, so you're four weeks out. Um, hopefully you are, um, you know, maybe halfway through your videos or whatever. Um, you can clarify in the chat. <clears throat> Let's say, you're halfway through your videos. I would stop everything and get through your videos and do that as quickly as possible. Maybe 
spend a week. All right, you've, you, okay, you've watched all the videos at least once. Great. Now jump into the MCQ. So really where we're at, we're at the NIN, the second N in Ninja, another concept, intense notes, nonstop MCQ. We're at nonstop MCQ. So in your Wiley test bank, um, yeah, spend, spend the next two weeks in your Wiley test bank, um, hammering questions by topic, taking notes and spend 20 hours a week doing it. So that's 40 hours of MCQ taking notes. That's two weeks. Then for a week after that, rewrite your notes that you just, so if you didn't take any notes in your videos, that's fine. Rewrite all your notes from your Wiley test bank. Um, and then I should back up starting now. You should start listening to the Ninja audio start reading the Ninja book and get through each of those as many times as possible. Listen to the Ninja audio twice a week, at least all the way through. And so then on, so just rewrite your notes, or if you don't actually take good notes over the MCQ, that's fine. Rewrite the Ninja notes. Then on the final review, it all comes together. Switch over to the, from the Wiley test bank to Ninja MCQ. Start with your weakest topic first and work backward. Um, doing questions, mini testlets of 20 at a time, get to that 70% threshold. It's an arbitrary number. It's just there 70%. Then move on to your next weakest topic. As you head into exam day, reading the ninja notes as many times as possible, at least once a day, <clears throat> the night before your exam, before you go to bed, reread re the ninja notes, the morning of your exam, huge fan of 1 PM testing, sessions because you can get up in the morning at six, get your coffee in you, whatever your routine is, uh, reread the Ninja notes, hammer MCQ over your weak areas, go into your testing center, sitting in the parking lot of Prometric, read the Ninja notes one last time over like that topic that you just hate, go in and take your exam. Hope that's helpful. <clears throat> Carolyn writes in in the chat and actually have your question queued up, Carolyn. Carolyn writes in, I've failed far numerous times, 74, 71, 73. I'm ready to start at it again. I'm feeling like I don't know what approach to take. Should I start completely over? I'm a mom of two working full-time at a big four and I definitely don't have all the time in the world to dedicate to studying. In the past, I feel like I haven't studied enough, but I'm worried about dragging my study time out over too many weeks and possibly forgetting the material I need help. Give me a study plan, please. Carolyn's using Becker and Ninja. All right, so, hey, your FAR scores, I mean, obviously they're not passing, but you're, you're almost there. 74, 71, 73, like you're right there. So that's the good news. And so um, you just need some tweaks, I think, just to get over that 75 Threshold, so you're asking for a study plan. Obviously, I'm a big proponent of the Ninja framework. If you're not, if you haven't been using the Ninja framework, then um, it's time to switch, okay? And so, like I said before, there's, there's really um, three factors to consider when going through why you're failing. Are you studying? So I'm assuming you're obviously studying 20 hours a week or close to that because you know you score 74 and far. How are you studying? So you're asking for a study plan. So instead of doing the traditional method, um, 
you know, videos chapter one, MCQ chapter one, videos chapter two, MCQ chapter two, switch to the Ninja framework. You're using Becker. Um, once this video is posted, if you click the link below the video, I have a write-up specifically how to use Becker and Ninja and combine them. Um, so I'm going to assume that you're going to continue using your Becker videos. So um, if you, so go through all of your Becker videos again, even though you scored a 74, go through all of your Becker videos again, take notes. This time around, it's a retake. Instead of using Becker and MCQ, for the nonstop MCQ phase, the NIN, switch to Ninja MCQ. Because you've already seen the Becker questions many times, I'm sure, well, especially after three exams. You, you've seen the Becker questions so many times that you probably have them memorized. Switch over to um, Ninja MCQ and nail the concepts. Spend two weeks doing that and take intense notes over those um, Ninja MCQ. Then take a week and rewrite the notes that you took over your Becker videos and over what you did with your Ninja MCQ. I'll back up. If you don't want to watch your Becker videos anymore and you want to switch to the Ninja sparring videos, try them out. Maybe you try one sparring video. Pick whatever topic you hate the most. Revenue recognition, leases. Everyone hates leases. Bonds, everyone hates bonds. <laughs> watch a sparring video over bonds. If you're like, yeah, I like that better than my Becker videos, then switch to sparring. If you're like, eh, I don't really like that as much, stick with your Becker videos. Um, so then you're rewriting your notes over your Becker MC, over um, your nail the concepts and your intense notes. If you didn't take great notes, you can just rewrite the Ninja notes. That's fine too. And then um, it all comes together in your final review. Start with your weakest topic first. By now, you know what topics you hate in FAR. Bonds, leases, revenue recognition, governmental accounting. Um, I would say pensions, but pensions are not uh, tested anymore. Just the employee benefit financial statements. If you have Ninja, make sure you read the notes over those and what you do. And so that's the study plan. Follow, follow the Ninja framework, follow the L plan methodology, use the Ninja study planner for, the se for seven weeks, which in incorporates the L plan, which is early, early lunch, late, get up early. So if you haven't been getting up early, you have two kids. Um, I have more than two kids. At the time that I studied, um, I had three kids, which is eons ago. So I know what it's like to study with kids. I also worked full-time. However, I was not a mom. Moms have uh, a much harder job. Um, I see my wife every day. She's has a much harder job than I do. I just get to go <laughs> do this. Um, we also homeschool. So that adds the wrink a wrinkle to it. Uh, so I think moms in particular, because a lot of the um, housework burden and just, you know, mom, I scraped my knee, need a Band-Aid burden and mom, get me to little league burden. Like that all falls on mom too. So you're a working mom and studying and trying to maintain a household. And so um, getting up early, that might be a struggle. So maybe you just punt that and that's fine. But you especially study over lunch and at night, get the kiddos in bed, um, you know, from 9.30 to 10.30, you're going to just do one hour of studying, hour and a half of studying, whatever it is. And then I think it's some good um, mental health time to, to maybe take 30 minutes and watch 
an episode of The Office or um, <laughs> right now we're watching, uh, what's that show? Um, Fixer Up or Welcome, <laughs> Welcome Home. <laughs> Who watched Fixer Up or Welcome Home? Not my pick, but there's hammers and stuff so I can get through it. Um, whatever your show is and uh, just have that mental break because um, I think the mental break is especially important if you're studying full-time, you're a mom full-time, you're working full-time, you're a spouse or whatever full-time, um, that mental break, mental break is important. So um, hope that helps you with your, with your study plan. Grant writes in, I'm a month out from studying. I'm averaging 67 on uh, my 30 question multiple choice quiz exams. I'm trying to come up with a plan strategy for the next month. And Grant is studying with Ninja Only and listens to the Ninja Audio twice a week and reads the notes two times a week. Good. And is studying for the first section um, on Monday. So studies the first section on Monday, sec second session on Tuesday with a 30 question cumulative test once a day. And on Friday and Saturday, four 30 question cumulative quizzes. All right, stop right there. Stop with the quizzes. Um, I'm assuming that they're not in study mode. And um, well, this can mean two things. One, you're doing a set of 30 questions in study mode, meaning you get the immediate feedback. And instead of doing like a targeted, what are you studying for? Doesn't say. Um, it did say in the form, I should have written that down. Okay, um, so whatever section you're studying for, Grant, um, you can do your a targeted session, like a targeted blueprint session, or you can do like a global session where it just gives you the entire population of the questions. And a 30 question quiz in study mode, eh, that's fine. I don't think that's a great use of time, but you're getting, um, I think there's a lot of value in doing a targeted session where you can take notes. Let's say you're taking far. You, you can take notes over bonds and in your legal pad, you can have a section of bonds. It says bonds at the top, bonds, 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 bonds. And then you accumulate notes over bonds versus uh, this question is over bonds. This question is over um, employee benefit plan, financial statements and pensions. This question is over not-for-profit accounting. This question is over um, governmental accounting. Your notes become scattered. It's harder to take notes, which is an integral part of the learning process for the non-sub MCQ phase. Now, if that's what you mean, then I'm still not a fan of it. So I wouldn't do that. Um, I would do targeted 20 question mini testlets. If what you mean is you're doing like practice exams and are not getting the immediate feedback, punt that immediately. It's not a good use of your time. I mean, so you have a, you have a finite amount of study time. In theory, you could do as many practice exams as you want, but you have a finite amount of study time. And so uh, 30 minutes, so 30 questions, that's an hour or more spent doing um, like mini practice exams. That's an hour that you could have spent doing targeted questions, which really helps you <clears throat> to move forward in your study progress. Whereas I don't think doing practice, practice exams helps you at all um, in your 
in your plan. And so um, I would, so you're averaging 67. I'm assuming that means percent, and that's not a trending score. I would do targeted sessions in study mode and start to accumulate that, start to acquire that training score <clears throat> as you do 250 questions. And um, the weighted average of your blueprint sessions will give you your training score. And I think that's a better <clears throat> use of your time. So stop doing quizzes, stop doing practice exams. They are inefficient and I believe ineffective. <clears throat> Justin writes in, hey, Jeff, after failing auditing three times, 70, 71, 72, I stepped away and focused on BEC. Um, I passed BEC earlier this month and, and I'm going through, I'm only through 250 MCQ, but I feel like I've been successfully getting 70% or higher on each group of 30. I have regulation expiring in March, 2022. And I haven't taken far yet. My initial plan was to give myself five to six weeks to study and then take auditing at the end of September. However, with the immediate success I've been having with audit, I'm considering pushing it up to mid-September. Will that be smart or should I stick with my current study plan and aim for the end of September? I'm not sure if I'm getting lucky or if I retained this much material prior to your exam. Justin is studying with Ninja only. Justin, at first, when I read your question, I thought, yeah, hey, you're doing great. Push your exam up. That's fine. And then I thought about it, and you're only 250 questions in. And yes, you're doing well, but I feel like you're going to fall into the same trap that you've been falling into 70, 71, 72. And if you if you take the accelerated time frame, I think you're going to find yourself a 72 or 73. I think you need to restudy everything that you did to get to that 72. And then you need to change something up, um, study more, study differently, following the Ninja framework. <clears throat> and then there's some area of auditing that you're weak in, audit sampling, audit risk, like something isn't clicking for you and you need to, and you know what that is. It's, you know, you're, you're scoring stronger or comparable on everything, but this one section you're weaker and it's like 20% of your grade. <clears throat> you need to hit that extra hard. And I think in order to do that, to follow the Ninja framework completely, especially rewriting your notes, because hey, fourth time, if you haven't been rewriting your notes, I think you need to. And um, I think it's going to take the full study time. I would keep your exam for the end of September. All right, back to the chat, continuing on the, the previous, I think it was previous question. Welcome Grant, didn't realize you were in here. All right, <laughs> I would have asked you. Uh, I was targeting the MCQ on Monday, all of the first blueprint section subcategory at 10 apiece, then on Tuesday, each blueprint section, 20 for each MCQ subcategory at 10 apiece, then a big MCQ as a constant review for each day. That's fine as long as you're in the nonstop MCQ phase. If you're still in the nail concepts and intense notes phase, then that's not okay. Well, <laughs> you can break the rules. If, I mean, 
there is no rule. It's just whatever you want to do. I don't recommend that though. So um, if you're in the nonstop MCQ phase, that's a perfectly fine way of, of going through that. If you're not there yet, then I wouldn't do it. Then I would just knock out um, your nail the concepts phase first. Shrav says, hey, Jeff, just had another question. Are you doing one of these Zoom sessions anytime soon? Again, uh, my goal is to do them every, mo every Monday at noon Eastern. So um, <clears throat> that's, that's my goal. And I've actually done two or three in a row now. So yeah, hope they're helpful. And the more questions you guys submit, the better this is because I can plan it ahead of time. <clears throat> but happy to also read them in the chat. <laughs> I just have to think quicker on my feet. Brandon writes in the chat, when do you think we should schedule our exam? At what point in my study and do I know if I'm ready to schedule? <clears throat> I am a fan of, of scheduling your exam and then start studying. So because what will happen is if you, if you don't schedule your exam until you're ready, then it's super easy just to just keep procrastinating. Like, eh, I didn't study the last two weeks. I'm just going to keep moving it. And then I keep moving it. I keep moving it. And it's really easy to reschedule an exam that was never scheduled. You know what I mean? And so, uh, because let's face it, studying is not fun. It's something that you don't want to do. You would rather do anything but that. So unless you have a firm deadline, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a work deadline. You work a lot harder if you know you have to get this done. You have to prioritize. You won't prioritize your study time unless you're just, just uh, super self-disciplined, which I'm not. Um, you're not going to do it unless you have a hard and fast deadline, a drop-dead date. And so schedule your exam seven to eight weeks out from when you want to take it, so or seven to weeks out from when you want to start studying, and then don't move it unless something happens, you get sick or something, but schedule your exam. Tanisha says in the chat, hey Jeff, I'm doing, I'm gonna send a follow-up, but what section is the best to study after audit? Uh, well, so there's a couple of different exams that kind of go well together. FAR and auditing go well together just because you're, you're obviously auditing financial statements that were prepared with everything that you learned in FAR. Uh, FAR and regulation have some overlap due to um, deferred taxes. And if I were choosing, I would say, well, FARB. FAR, auditing, regulation, BEC. That's my, that's my recommended order. Everyone's a little different, but that's what I would do. Zach says in the chat, I've been retyping the Ninja notes instead of rewriting them by hand. Do you have a strong opinion on whether or not that's a good idea on BEC now, right? On BEC right now, by the way. <clears throat> um, so I'm not, I'm not a brain expert, <laughs> but uh, I've read articles put out by smart people that say that there is a connection between um, writing things out by hand and your brain comprehending it. And so you're, you're, you're intimately involved with the material, whereas typing it out is okay, but is typing it out 
really that much different than just, you know, running your finger across the page or highlighting it. I think writing it out by hand, it takes more time. Uh, if you're like me, I can type really fast. And, and so I can just look at the material and just type it and really not even process it. And so, but you write it out by hand, you have to process it. You're like, oh man, that's a really long paragraph. How can I take this information, cut it in half and write it down in a way that's meaningful to me? And I think that is how you, um, the best way to rewrite your notes. I would say if you're going to type it out, then I would say it's almost not a good use of time. Hope that's helpful. All right. Going back to the questions, Georgia Lena writes in, I couldn't figure out the questions in a book have been updated with the most recent CPA exam changes. Glime updates each quarter. I wasn't sure if Ninja did too. Um, obviously, Georgia Lena is using Glime plus Ninja. So the AICPA updates the content on the exam um, twice a year. Now, sometimes they come out with something where they say, that the content is eligible to be on testable on the exam um, as of Q4. Now they say that, and yes, it is eligible to be. Um, so there are some updates that are eligible for Q4 of this year. Um, will they actually make it to the CPA exam test bank, the, the real test bank, if they're eligible? I don't know. I have my suspicions, no. I don't know that, but for sure the AICPA updates their, their question database twice a year because usually January, January 1st and July 1st, especially July 1st with tax law changes, but there's usually some sort of accounting pronouncement that comes down the pike, um, you know, in June or whatever. And um, so it's eligible January 1st. So, um, so Ninja, we definitely update twice a year, January 1st and for July 1st. So usually a month in advance. Now, there are some, thing, some things coming out in Q4 this year, even though I don't know that they're actually gonna make it to the, to the real test bank, um, gonna update it and just better be safe than sorry. So that's a long-winded way of saying, yes, Ninja um, updates. We update our material at least twice a year, sometimes three times a year. And uh, it's a big pain in the butt <laughs> uh, because now with continuous testing, you have to really have two, two versions of the material. You have to have, um, so you'll have people, so people who are taking the exam in January, you have to have material that is updated for them, but you can't update the material that will that supersedes the material that people are studying for for December exams. So it gets tricky with continuous testing. On one hand, I love continuous testing because it's easier for all the candidates. On, other, on the other hand, I hate it from a review provider standpoint because it's just a mess. But yes, we update our material at least twice a year, sometimes two, three times a year in accordance with the AICPA policy on new pronouncements, of course. Hamza writes in, is Ninja enough to study far or do I need another review course? Great question. I get this a lot. 
plenty of people study and pass using Ninja only. And a couple of reasons for that, I think, um, I don't know this for sure, but my belief is that um, people switch to Ninja only because their current review course expired. Maybe their employer paid for it, or maybe, you know, they spent two or 3,000 bucks on it 24, 36 months ago and it's expired. And now they're switching to Ninja. It's affordable, 67 bucks a month. Uh, so uh, Ninja is a comprehensive and complete video course. There's really no difference between it and a big expensive course other than the price tag. That said, other courses have some fancier uh, dashboards and analytics and bells and whistles. And I think some of their sims are probably a little bit better um, than Ninja. Like Ninjas are just fine. Um, it helped, I mean, they're just fine conceptually. Really the only real simulation software that matters is the AICPA sample test. Um, I don't think Ninja has to apologize for analytics. I think Ninja, like our, our training score and um, and everything, I think it's it's on par with everyone else. <laughs> um, Ninja Audio, uh, I don't think there's a better audio out there um, than, you know, if you can get past all my little uh, lip smacking and dumb jokes, I think Ninja Audio is pretty much better than anything out there. Um, that sounds like it was recorded by a robot. And, um, but Ninja's videos, so Spartan videos, they're, they're not real polished. It's, it's a recording of a live session, whereas other, other courses have like pre-recorded videos that are polished and look great and everything. <clears throat> Ninja book, I think Ninja book is actually better than other books because we just don't have everything in there, which except for, we don't throw everything in there, clean the kitchen sink, you know, strip it all down. Um, all that said, I'm extremely biased. I'm saying nice things about my own review company. Um, but Ninja is a complete and comprehensive review course. Um, most people pick different aspects from Ninja that they like. Uh, they don't like the book, but they like the notes and the audio and the MTQ, most people. Um, and so most people also use Ninja as a supplement because they already have a review course by the time they have ever heard of Ninja. So use both. I'm a big fan. You have, you have this company who's strong on this. You have Ninja who has some strengths in this. Combine the two. And uh, no problem there either. But Ninja is enough to pass any exam uh, with Ninja only and plenty of people do it. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of the podcast. And uh, if you have questions, hit me up, Jeff at another71.com. And um, as always, be good, take care, and I will talk to you soon. All right, everyone that's in, in the chat, I'm going to, um, if you want, I'm getting, so session's over, but I'm you can all unmute and we can just have a rapid fire uh, discussion if you want. You want to freestyle, have any questions for me. Uh, don't be bashful. You can even turn on your. Hey, Rona. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah. So you can unmute if you want to talk. I'll stay on for as long as you want. Or if no one unmutes, then we'll just go. What do you find is the best way to stay motivated throughout the process? Brandon, how are you? 
I'm good. And yourself? <laughs> I'm good. My voice is <clears throat> my voice is a little uh, strange. That's okay. Um. So yeah, I get this question a lot, and um. <clears throat> so the best way to stay motivated is obviously the CPA exam is not fun. It's hard. You'd rather do anything but study and um, it's boring. It's terrible. And so <clears throat> I, I use the analogy a lot of a, <clears throat> of a, of a marathon. I'm not a runner. I grew up in grew up with asthma, played soccer my whole life, but I played goalkeeper. I just stand there. Um, I hate running. So if someone said, <clears throat> Jeff, I want you to run a marathon. I would not do very well because I wouldn't want to put in the training and do all the road work, <clears throat> do the diet. You know, I like to eat chips and salsa at night and <laughs> all the stuff you shouldn't have even train for a marathon. <clears throat> for the CPA exam, you have to figure out, and I, I really just come up with three things. Why do you want to be a CPA? <clears throat> and it can be as simple as, I want to make more money. Okay. Um, so well, drill down further. Why do you want to make more money? Is it because it's going to create a better life for you and your family? Um, you, you want to buy a Tesla, you want to have, you want to pay off your, <laughs> you want to pay off your, your student loans, uh, in 10 years instead of 25. So why do you want to make more, more money? Um, if it's, if it's more, um, psychological than that, you had some accounting professor that said, this isn't for you. Like you should really just pick some other major, man. You're going to prove them wrong, even though they're never going to know. Well, although you should send them a screenshot of your, of your license someday. Um, you know, you're going to prove someone wrong. Um, uh, or, or you'll make someone proud. I want to make my, my, my grandfather, who got his accounting degree during the depression and was um, CFO of, a, of, of, a, of, a, of an aircraft manufacturer, you know, back in the forties, fifties, sixties. I wanted to make him proud by, by being a CPA. And so <clears throat> that's what, that's what motivated me. So um, you need to figure out why do you want to be a CPA? And when you don't want to study and you wanted to, whatever, fire up the Xbox, do anything that's more fun than study for the CP exam, whatever your thing is, that's what's going to make you get your butt in there and study when you don't want to. Hi, Denise, how are you? Ellen, how are you? I was just picking on people who un who unmuted. Oh, <clears throat> you weren't unmuted. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> you didn't have your your video. Sorry, I'm a rookie, obviously. <clears throat> Ellen writes in the chat: uh, Is there a way to purchase a hard copy of the book? I'm on. I'm for far. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> I'm for far. I'm on far now. No, I don't. I don't resell a hard copy of the book. Um, just it's so much easier just to ship digital files. Um, and um, it actually helps me to keep the price point. <clears throat> and, um, but you have full printing rights. You can take it to Kinko's or, or whatever and print it out, no problem. Thank you for your program and help, my pleasure.
Absolutely. Anyone else want to chat? Absolutely, happy to do it. All right, going once. <clears throat> Hi, Jeff. This is Marcus. Hey, Marcus, how are you? I'm good. Um, I, I, you might have covered in some part, but I have a follow-up question on some of the parts. Um, I took FAR and AUD audit. Um, uh -huh. On FAR, my score was about 66 and uh, an audit about 58 or 59. And um, I, wanna, I wanna get them done before November, I think 15 or 10 or 12, if possible. And uh, part of the reason is kind of a little bit hard for me, you know, to repeat the, the, the section the same time. I think the, the, the where I am scheduled, like, you know, in California, it's kind of a little bit hard. It's just going to charge you all the way again. It's, it's costly. And uh, the reason I have this deadline is I, I'm hoping or to get my own practice to open. So if, if there is a way that is there any something that can boost or material that would help me really focus and pass in a short period of time, is there any program? Is there anything that would, that would help me on these? Okay, so I have in my notes, you're studying with Ninja and Surgent? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, you plan on studying for, for one section at a time, right? So like, so like you're going to take FAR first, correct? Oh. You there, Marcus? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, st stay on the line. <clears throat> stay on okay. the line till we get till we get your problem solved. Um, so let's just walk. Let's just walk through this. You're going to take far first, correct, or far next? Uh, right now, it's pending BEC. I think in next next week on um, uh, September third. So that's the first section I have, and then after that, I'm I'm looking forward maybe far and then audit. And, and you've taken far and audit before and scored in like the 50s and 60s? Yes. And were you just using Surgent back then? Yes. I, I used I used uh, heavily uh, Ninja aspiring section. I, I kind of loved it. Excel. It helped me to, you know, build my baseline in there and see in a different way. So you used Ninja and Surgent for the two failed sections? Yes. Got it. <clears throat> um, were you using the Ninja framework? Like, were you following the Ninja framework while you were studying for those? Yes. Okay. Man, you're starting to shoot down all of my, my go-to answers. <clears throat> okay. Were you studying 20 hours a week? Um, I would say maybe 50, less than 20, but close to that. What was your training? What was your uh, your surgeon real score or ready score? Whatever, and your uh, ninja training score uh, um, for far for far. If you can remember it, just ballpark. Okay. Um, 
for fall ready score on my surgeon is about uh, 76. They recommended 80, but it's just already deadline is there and I was kind of stressed. I went for four. But for Ninja, um, actually I'm just only focusing on um, uh, sparring section on an Excel. And I, from time to time, I, I listen to your audio and your question. But I didn't really track off a, anything on Ninja side. I just heavily used to be, to be honest, on an Excel and the sparring session. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I was, I was going to ask you what your ninja what your ninja training score was. Because in theory, if the training score was working properly, it should have told you that you weren't ready for your exam. And so, and so then, you know, they're like, oh man, um, I'm scoring a 65 on my training score. Like I'm obviously weaker in these areas. And that way, you know, what areas to hit, um, this time around, what are you going to do for uh, nailing the concepts? Are you going to watch surgeon videos? Are you going to watch sparring videos all of the sparring videos what are you going to do read the ninja book what are you going to do i i think that's where i want to focus because i don't want to like you ride the two horse and fall off in the middle so i, I want to be hop on a ninja because uh, it's going to help me especially the, the the interaction part that i see especially where there is a live sparring sessions and I've, i feel comfortable on that part grasping the you know the concept and and really seeing how it works and having someone really there if there is a question to answer that part helped me so i, I just want to focus on this side instead of surgeon okay so that's that's great um but don't don't let the sparring the sparring lectures <clears throat> take the place of where i feel the real learning happens and that's in the mcq because uh, i mean obviously in sparring we actually learn the concepts out of the mcq but i think i think there's a real value in you um just really going through the grind <clears throat> of um of working through the MCQ, getting things wrong, learning from it, and taking notes. And so in your case, I would watch all of the sparring videos for FAR and spend about two weeks doing it. Mm -hmm. And and okay, for this time around, do you want to use your surgeon MCQ? or switch to Ninja MCQ for kind of the heavy lifting on the MCQ? I think I will use Ninja because I have exhausted the other part already now, so most of them. Okay, because if you're going to stay with Surgeon, what I was going to say was make sure that you, that, that you reset, reset your progress. <clears throat> so, so for Ninja, if you haven't already reset your progress in Ninja and for two weeks, hit the Ninja MCQ, taking notes. And, um, and then it's really important to rewrite, to rewrite those Ninja notes. Um, for, for the simulation part, 
I would go back to I, I would go back to Surgeon. Um, I haven't seen their their simulation stuff, but you know they're 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 known for their technology, and so I'm sure they have good sims. I would I would I would use the Surgeon sims, um, and then the Ninja MCQ. Um, and so I would I would follow that framework for both FAR and auditing. And I don't, I don't know if you pass regulation or not, but uh, and yeah, then I passed, I passed the regulation. You did okay, okay. Um, it seems like you you're feeling some pressure to pass uh, before before tax season starts. Yes. <clears throat> now you obviously don't have to be a CPA to do taxes and you don't have to be a CPA to open up your own business. Um, I'm afraid because I see a lot of them, they state where I am, it says, uh, if you use the word CPA without you being CPA. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you, yeah. Uh, uh, public service announcement, unless you're licensed by your state, don't call yourself or even hint that you're a CPA. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but I just thought maybe, you know, Marcus, Marcus tax prep, you know, you can call yourself that, but obviously you can't add CPA to your, to your name until after all, but um, don't let the pressure of starting this new business. I mean, getting licensed and all that process is going to take some time. Um so, but don't let that pressure force you to um, skip some steps with your exam prep process. Like, let's make sure that we just get the exam out of the way, okay. then get licensed, and then start doing some tax returns. And, uh, you know, once you're licensed, then you go from Marcus text, test prep to uh, Marcus CPAs and, you know, whatever what are the exact rules are for calling yourself a CPA in your state, you know, make sure you ask your state board. That's all important, but um, don't let the, the pressure there, um, you know, cause you to rush your exam prep. Let's see. Okay. Okay. So maybe you take far, Mid to late October? Yeah, that sounds okay. And maybe and I would, yeah, yeah, I would start, I would start like the maybe second week of September preparation. That would be like on, uh, that would be on September 5. Why not start now? Um, I have bees here on the third. And I was way behind because I was in a COVID, you know. I just feel start feeling better today. So I said I, I have to do whatever it takes to pass BEC section. Oh, okay. So so you haven't taken BEC yet? Yeah, I haven't taken it. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, and actually everything everything that I just recommended just recommended for FAR BEC, FAR and auditing, do it also for for BEC. Mm. And like, you know, be realistic, don't rush it. Um, maybe take BEC in three weeks. So September 20th. 
I, I think that is the last push I have on BEC. I couldn't extend more than that. Yeah, so if, if you take BEC September 20th, and then, September 3rd. Uh, oh, so September. Okay, got it. Okay. Uh, September 3rd. And then, you know, take take three days off after BEC, clear your head. And and then um, take far mid to late October. Well, late October. And then take auditing mid-December. Mid take it before Christmas. Don't. Take it after Christmas. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. So glad glad to hear you're uh, recovering from COVID. Yeah, thank you. Did you uh, lose your sense of smell and taste? Um, I'm happy at least I got it back some. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I lost I lost mine for about two weeks. Every everything tasted like I had been licking a potion stamp. Yeah, I kind of use the eucalyptus oil just to force myself. At least I can smell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good deal. All right. Well, get back to BEC following this new this new plan, um, and I, th I think you'll be just fine. All right. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Really appreciate for taking your time and answering. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Talk soon. Zach says, if I fail a section, should I go right back to it after my next section and repeat it afterward? I failed audit and I'm on BEC now. Should I go back to audit after I take my BEC or should I move on to another section? Completely up to you. <clears throat> um, if you feel like you need a mental health break from audit, then move on to your next section. If you, if you like, if you're not, I mean, some exams, you just get sick of it <laughs> and you just hate it. And you really just need a mental health break from it and just move on <clears throat> and then come back to it. If you, it's like, yeah, you know, I didn't pass, but it's not horrible. Then I would, uh, I'd, I'd jump back for audit. All right, one last time before I go, unmute if you want to chat. Hey, Jeff, I actually have one more question. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so do you think it's possible to pass FAR, BEC, and REG before November 5th? I mean, barring that I passed audit, I got a really brutal exam that was, the sims were very, very difficult with uh, some of the questions. So do you think that that's possible? I get a pretty big bonus if I can do that. So that's one of my motivators. Before November 5th? Uh, November 8th. <clears throat> How many hours a week are you going to study? Uh, I can put in as many as I need to. I don't work at all until November 8th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're gold. So, yeah. No, so nothing in your way, but just hard work. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So August 23rd. <clears throat> um so well in in the dojo in the dashboard there are there's the four week study planners mm -hmm. so i'd follow this i can't quite wrap my brain around the math on on how that all works out but it it 
it should get you there before November 8th, but um, I'd follow the four week study planner for each of those exams. And you think I should put in more than the 25 hours a week it says? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's assuming that you're working full time. Okay. So approximately how many hours a week should I be hitting? Well, I normally say treat it like it's a full-time job Mm -hmm. and um, but (laughs) that said, there's a, there's a limit like to how many hours of studying that your butt can take, you know what I mean? Um, And so you start to get diminishing returns. I would aim for at least 35. And I I just kind of came up with that number just, just now, but it just feels about right. You know, 35 to 40. Uh, the biggest thing for you is going to be getting distracted. Now, uh, pre-COVID, I recommend that people like leave. The, so I get questions for, for people who are studying full-time. And actually studying full-time can actually be worse than studying while you have a job um, because like when you're studying and you have a job, when you come home, like you're forced just to get down to business. Um, it's kind of like study. It's kind of like um, going through college and working also like, you're forced to study. Whereas if you don't have a job, you can just go to class and come home. And, you know, back in my day, it was a uh, Sega Genesis and PlayStation two, <laughs> but, but you can, uh, you know, you can just goof off. And, and the same thing with, with studying full time, like you can wake up in the morning and you can just fire up Netflix. Eh. And so if you leave the house, you're less likely to do that. Now COVID complicates things just because, you know, no one wants to be around anyone and, you get weird looks if you're at a coffee shop for too long and et cetera, et cetera. So only, you know, if that's logistically possible, mm-hmm. but if you do study from home, I would, I would designate some room, some corner of the house, something that's for studying only. And the only thing you ever do there is study. You never watch Netflix. You never check emails there. It's like, um, I only study while I'm at this table at this card table in the corner of my living room. And then that, is the mental shift that you make. Okay. But yeah, get to, get, get to it. No, no excuses. Yeah, I know. All right. Let me know how it's going. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Sure.